Now, today is Palm Sunday. Uh, it's the day when Jesus is entering into Jerusalem for the last time. Uh, it's the day when uh, typically churches will have the palm fronds uh, waving and it's a day of celebration, uh, completely opposite of what we're experiencing today. This day is also called Passion Sunday because it's the beginning of the last week of the life of Jesus, the time of suffering that he will enter into. Uh, later on this week, Jesus will celebrate the Last Supper with his disciples, with his apostles, and then he will be led through numerous courtroom scenes that will end up with him on a cross dying on Friday uh, in preparation for Easter Sunday. You know, it's kind of strange. Uh, Palm Sunday and the celebration that goes along with it is very much out of kilter with where we are today. But when we get to next Sunday, perhaps in the first time in modern history, we will be celebrating Easter much like the original first disciples did on that Easter morning. We will be in our homes afraid. So we'll have a little more to say about that next week. But as this week progresses, just consider and think about how we are joining with the disciples as we walk through this week together. You know, Jesus' entrance into Jerusalem was a special day for God's people. They had been longing and praying for this day for centuries. They had been oppressed by various different governments, and now they were under the boot of the Romans, and they were longing and praying for a deliverer. And then Jesus shows up just according to just the way the prophecies had said, riding on a donkey, entering into the city of Jerusalem as a newly crowned king. The rabbis had said that this new king would enter Jerusalem at the Passover, so expectations were high. There was a rumble, there was a murmuring, there was a sense of something big is going to happen. And then finally, on that Sunday morning, it was here. Can you imagine what it was like for those that were gathered on that day? There were already hundreds of thousands of Jews in Jerusalem for the Passover. And then there's this little noise that there's this parade starting. It's almost a victory parade, a conquering king entering into his city. And this is going to be a two-mile parade that will go through the city. And people are asking themselves in Matthew chapter 21, uh, who, who is this? And the answer was, this is the prophet Jesus. He has to be the one. He's just healed some blind people. In Matthew chapter 20, we read, and so the expectation was he was here. And they were overwhelmed and they began to cry out and shout out, Hosanna, praise God, salvation has come. And they say, if this is the king, then we have to prepare his path. And they, they say, let's roll out the red carpet. So they begin to put down their cloaks over the animals so that Jesus can ride in like this royalty, so he can be treated as royalty. They, they cut branches of trees and lay them down on the path and they're rolling out the red carpet. And then they begin shouting, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They all had this anticipation that this was it. Finally, God was sending the Messiah to wreak havoc on the ungodly, to revenge their people for all of the injustices. God was finally going to cleanse their city of the ungodly. And then... 
the most unusual thing happens. Jesus doesn't go to the Roman fortress. He doesn't throw out all of the Roman soldiers out of their barracks. He doesn't turn over the altars and the statues that they had in their fortress. Jesus goes to the temple and he overturns the tables of those that were serving to help people who wanted to worship at the temple. He goes to the very heart of the religious uh, uh, of the religious structures of their time, the Jewish religion, and he begins to wreak havoc among them. Jesus didn't go into Jerusalem to confront the Romans. He went into Jerusalem to confront the Jews. And once the people realized that, their hearts turned, and they were no longer this a celebrating mass of individuals praising Jesus, they turned into a mob that was ready and wanting to kill him. You know, I think Jesus has told us over and over and over that it's so easy for us to miss the point of what is really happening. Jesus tried and has tried for years to get us to see the value of our connecting to one another through uh, uh, assemblies, through classes, through uh, small groups, and we sometimes don't take it as seriously as we should. It, worship and gathering was easy, it was convenient, and, and we would do it if it worked out. But now all of a sudden there's this invisible virus that's shaking us to our core, and it's forcing us to rethink all of our priorities and, and everything that we used to know and do. You know, we've always talked about how important teachers are, nurses, uh, 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 our first responders, but, but now we're beginning to see them in an entirely different light. And the individuals that we have put up on pedestals in the past and, and the ones who in our country make the most money now aren't the ones who are saving our lives and providing for our existence. Jesus turns everything on its head. And now we add to our list of new heroes, the stock person at Publix or at the grocery store who puts toilet paper on the shelf, who makes sure that we have fresh food, the delivery men and the truck drivers and the unnamed unknown heroes who provide for our life today, we're all struggling to keep our lives together. We now are faced with our own mortality in ways that perhaps we haven't ever really considered. We've all known up here, sooner or later, we were going to die. But now it's a reality that's much more palpable as we hear stories and as we find out about individuals who have passed. So here's the good news for today, church. Here's the good news. King Jesus is here to save the day. King Jesus is riding into our cities and riding into our churches and riding into our hearts to save the day. He is concerned about the sin in all of the world, but get this, he is first of all concerned about the sin within us, his very own people. And perhaps this is something that you might have been thinking about. Perhaps you've been wondering and concerned about and maybe reaching out in prayer. Perhaps you need someone to talk to at this particular time. 
you hadn't realized how much baggage you were carrying. And so we want to make sure that we offer a time uh, uh, to pray for you and to pray with you. Uh, please know that you can call, that you can uh, connect with us via text message or, or email. Uh, um, if you're struggling spiritually right now and you've realized that you need to make some changes, please take advantage of this quarantine time to begin that process through prayer, through uh, uh, repentance, through drawing closer to Him. And, and if you were get to the point where you want to be baptized, we can facilitate that. Just this last Sunday, uh, 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 a person showed up with her family because she had gotten to a point where she wanted to make that decision and we celebrated that with her. So as we go through this time of uh, uh, awaiting for Jesus to save the world, please know that he's coming first of all to save us. And he wants to remove from us all of those sins, all of those burdens. And perhaps this is the time when we begin that process. And so we want to conclude our time together today with prayer. We want to pray, as we've mentioned, for you. We have a number of different prayer requests and thanksgivings that have come in. And we want to remember those and, um, and, and think about the different people that have been connecting with us. I mentioned uh, uh, um, uh, Evelyn, who, who was baptized on Sunday. Uh, please look for the email and the care line that will give you that information and her contact information. Normally, when someone is baptized here at the Sunset Church, we receive them with open arms, with celebration, with singing, and with joy. But what we're going to do now, at least for this temporary time, we're going to flood her with emails and with texts telling her how much we appreciate the decisions she's made, how much we love her, and how much we're longing to see her. So please look at the care line for that information. We had prayed last week for some uh, brain scans for Amy, and they came back positive. Uh, 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 they came back good. Uh, uh, the, the, the scans were negative, but it was a positive note and positive news. Uh, uh, there are no growth of tumors, and so we are, uh, the, the tumors seem to be dead and uh, continue dead, and we are grateful to God for that. Uh, we want to continue praying for Jan's neighbor, uh, Gary, who is in, uh, in a really rough place in his health. Uh, we want to uh, pray for him. Uh, we want to pray with um, Luz Maria and remember those that uh, are in need. Um, Joyce is asking prayers for her father, and uh, we want to honor those. Uh, Janet has been moved to rehab, and so we want to pray for her. Uh, there might be other requests also that we have. Um, Paulette's father uh, passed away in, in Jamaica, and we want to uh, uh, join her in, in our prayers and join her spiritually at this time. Uh, I know some of you uh, have had different kinds of health struggles. Uh, some of you know individuals that have passed either due to the coronavirus or some other uh, 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 reason or some other illness, uh, please know that our hearts go out to you and that we are praying with you and for you. And so let's, uh, let's just close out our time together with prayer, and then uh, we can continue with uh, what the Lord has for us today. Let's pray. Our Father, we come before you this morning with grateful hearts for your goodness. Thank you for the way that you continue to work in our lives 
Today, Father, we celebrate the arrival of King Jesus into the city of Jerusalem. We celebrate his, uh, uh, his arrival with pomp and with circumstance and with joyous song. But Father, we're troubled because he didn't act the way we wanted him to. He came rather than pronouncing judgment on Romans, on the Romans, he came uh, overturning tables in our own hearts and lives. And so, Father, I pray for each one who is connected right now, for our friends and for our members and our family, for those who will be watching this video later. If you are overturning tables in their hearts, we pray, Father, that they will turn to you. We pray, Father, for their lives and for their relationship with you and for one another. Father, you've heard the requests that we've mentioned, and there's so many more that we could add. So we ask your blessing to be with each one. We give you thanks for those who've experienced healing. We offer you prayers of uh, consolation for those who are suffering right now, for those who've experienced loss. We pray your presence to be with them. We also pray for those who are sick and who are on the road to recovery. Please watch over all of us. Help us, Father, to use this time separate so that we can then draw together closer to you and closer to one another. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Uh, would you continue to bless this church and to bless all of our families and loved ones and all of our neighbors who are connected today. We pray this in the name of Jesus and amen. Thank you. God bless your day. We look forward to seeing you on Wednesday for our Bible classes and then next week again for our assembly together at 11. God bless you.